Hi everyone, this is Lewis from Rolling Our Chip, and welcome to my second podcast. This is episode number two, and I'm coming to you from my home on wheels, my uh, wheel estate, my Rolling Our Chip. And speaking of Rolling Our Chip, if you just came across my podcast and you don't know who I am, my name is Lewis. I have a YouTube channel called Rolling or Chip, and I live in a van. And I've been living in a van for about four and a half years, and I've been on YouTube almost four years. So that's who I am, and um, and why the heck do I live in a van? And why would people want to live in a van and or an RV or? vehicle of any kind why why in the world would someone leave the comfort of a house and go and move into a vehicle first of all i apologize if there's any background noise i'm not in a studio i'm not in a clean uh, polished studio with nice soundproofing walls i'm coming to you live from my van and therefore, at times, there will be vehicles driving by. There will be people talking outside. And I have no control over that. So having uh, put that out of the way, um, let's continue with why in the world, who in their right mind would leave a house and go and live in a vehicle? Um, I happen to be living in a van. Some people live in RVs. Some people live uh, um, travel trailers, which is still an RV. Um, it all depends on what your perception of an RV is. So there's RVs coming many shapes and sizes. You have travel trailers. You have fifth wheels. You have class C's, class A's, class A, uh, B's, and B pluses, and so they all come in different shapes and there's people living full-time in those vehicles believe it or not so i'm not the first one i'm not the only one living in a van there's many thousands of people in america and the world over living in vehicles i happen to be living in a van and i came upon uh, the van if you listen to my first uh, podcast i came into the van lifestyle just by looking to to um to moving something to something that was smaller than a house and by necessity and many people do it because they want to they want the freedom i came into this because of necessity but afterwards i stayed living in my van because i like it I came to the realization that I, I I couldn't I couldn't see myself paying someone rent anywhere between five hundred and a thousand fifteen hundred dollars. All depends where you live, and I live in a tri-state in a New York uh, City area, so it depends where you live. But it, the rent could be quite expensive over here in this area, and then you have utilities, and then you have this, and you have that. And before you know it, you're paying eight, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. Some people even more. I have a 
a buddy of mine at work, I think he's paying over $1,000 or something like $1,000 for a basement apartment. And, um, and that's something that I just, I couldn't see myself doing. I had a house at one point. I had a 2,700 square foot house, not, not counting the basement. The house was situated on, a, on five acres, five wooded acres, all trees and, and um, bluestone. If you've ever been to, to Pennsylvania, eastern side of Pennsylvania, if you go to the mountains, it's, it's all stone. Trust me, if you want to build a garden, create some something for you to either have flowers or or food to eat, you're going to have to import some topsoil because it's all rock. There is a little bit of topsoil in places. If you happen to live in the, in the valley, then you're going to have plenty of topsoil. But if you live in a mountain like I used to, it's pretty hard to uh, to do that unless you bring in your topsoil so I had all that beautiful house the house was built in 2005 I moved in at the beginning of 2009 and the house was already well nicely done I did have to put some work outside that the outside was not completed properly so I, I put a lot of work into that place I brought in a lot of topsoil, a lot of sand, a sandy material to um, to go underneath it where the topsoil went to level off the ground. I did rent a machine. Um, I do that for a living. I work with heavy equipment, so I rented a machine. I fixed everything beforehand, and and then everything else was done with the wheelbarrow and the shovel. And so I put a lot of work into that house, and I had all that. Then came my separation and divorce, something I didn't want, I wasn't looking forward to, but I really didn't have a choice. That, that's a story, though, for another day. And, and at another time, I will touch up and maybe speak out at length regarding my separation and all that. But I had, I had a house. I had, I had it. And I, I also rented, and and when I had to go, go into, a, into a van, I didn't hesitate. When I discovered that people lived in vans, I knew that I that was something I could do. And I wasn't going to be the only one doing it. But even if I was the only one doing it, then so be it. I would have done it by myself, even if there was no one, not a person around the world doing the same thing that I was doing. I'm I'm a very independent person. I like to do my own thing. So if I had to do this and I was the only one, I would have been fine. I did, however, lived in a van before I knew that there were people living in vans. I never realized that people were living in vans. I guess I just didn't occur to me. And for most people around the nation, they just go about their their own lives their own busy lives and they don't realize that right around um, all around them there's people living in vans in their vehicles and um, so I didn't hesitate to to live in a van and and in 2008 I was working in upstate New York 
and I was bringing my car to work, but I the work was an hour and a half from from my from the place where I was renting, and I and I was working twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and I knew from, right from the beginning that I couldn't be driving an hour and a half each way every day. So I rented a place up there. I there was a a nice lady. She seemed nice. And um, she had a, a little bed and breakfast, you could say that. But I was the only guest there, and I didn't really eat any breakfast there either. It just, I just basically, the first week that I was up there, I used um, the room that she provided just to sleep in. And she did have a shower. I think I, I took some showers there too. But aside from that, I didn't really use the place much because I was working 12 hours a day at the end of the work day I would drive there take a shower go to bed and then get up early again to go to work so after the first week and after paying $50 a day times seven I think it was $350 a week if I'm not mistaken I could be making my I can be uh, my math could be wrong um, but I believe I was paying $350. I realized that I just couldn't, I couldn't keep doing that. Financially, I could. I was making pretty good money working 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But in my mind, I couldn't picture myself paying all that money. It became painful to me just to think about that here I am, using this person's um, spare bedroom i guess or guest bedroom and the shower uh, and that's all i'm using and then i'm and i'm paying fifty dollars a day i could have used um i could have rented a room in a, in a motel there was a motel and there was actually two motels ne nearby but they were about the same price so it didn't matter which way i went and i went with this private person because I'm a private guy and I wanted to have some privacy. I didn't want to be in a hotel who knows how many roaches live there with me. On second thought, I don't know how many roaches lived with me in this lady's home. But she seemed like a nice lady and I was I was fine there. I did find that she in the middle of the night would turn down the heat because I was working there towards the winter. Um, and it was just, it's quite cold up there and I would turn up the heat a little bit and then I would wake up and the heat was turned down but that's all fine and good so what I did because I couldn't phantom paying all that money per week I, I thought I was just wasting it I, I had my ex-wife uh, exchange vehicles with me I let her keep my car and I picked up the minivan that we had and I took out the middle seats and the back seat I just folded it into place and uh, and then there, we had some some denim uh, uh, fabric that was like room darkening and I used that to block the, the light from the windows so you couldn't see in and um, so I cut the fabric to fit each window and I used some Velcro to secure the, the fabric in place. And then I got a 
an air mattress and a sleeping bag and all that. And I got a little cooler, even though I didn't need a cooler because it was getting colder. I still got a little cooler. I think I already had it, so I just brought it with me. And that was my home for the next three months. And I figured that at the end of those three months, I think I saved close to $4,000. And and that was at $50 a day, $350 per week, I believe. So I knew when I went into my van that I could save a lot of money. And that was the reason that I went into the van to begin with. I didn't know... At the time, I was paying I was paying much more child support because I was a little bit behind. If you never had to pay child support, uh, the way the way they do it is the way the system, the state, does it, and it, that may vary from state to state or country to country. You could be listening to me in different places, so uh, those those different places, different states, different countries may have different laws but in the, in the state of Pennsylvania in the United States um, the way it worked was that she filed for for the child support when we got separated but I didn't get any paperwork I didn't get nothing until until after we went to court and that was a couple months after we got separated and um, and she didn't ask me for any money either, so I thought it was strange. So she didn't ask, and I didn't give her anything because they didn't ask me. So I didn't know what to give. So when the state came back after two months, they said, okay, this is how much you're going to pay, plus you're going to pay extra, I think they call it the arrayas, because you are behind these two months or whatever it was. So I'm like, okay. And um, so at the time, when I had to pay my get my van, I was paying a lot more child support. And also there was the uncertainty of the winter. I didn't know if I was going to to work that winter. I didn't know if I was going to be off. And and financially, I couldn't I couldn't just go out and get an apartment not knowing if I was going to be able to pay for that apartment. So that was a big uncertainty. And my mentality was always one, and it's always the same, that I will survive anywhere, any way I can, regardless. And if I had to live in my car, I would have lived in my car. Fortunately, I didn't have to live in my car. I didn't, left, I didn't have to live somewhere under some bridge, which I would have done too, <laughs> When you have a, a surviving mentality, you're just going to survive regardless. But I was fortunate enough to be able to get the van that I currently have. And from the first day that I moved into the van, I've been extremely comfortable, extremely happy. I've never regretted buying the van except, um, and that was not a regret, but the moment that the moment that I was signing the paperwork when I purchased the van, the minutes leading up to that, and that moment, that was the time that I had a little bit of regret, or or maybe I was just afraid of what I was getting into. But after that, I never regretting 
I never regretted getting the van. And um, so I live in the van and I work full time. I work full time in spring, summer and fall. And for the past couple of years, I've been taking the, the winters off. So I take about four months off in the winter. It gets pretty cold in New Jersey. A lot of the times jobs slow down. We just work one, two, two days a week, three days the most because of the weather. And for me, living in a van, even though I have uh, heat, I have uh, something that's called a wabasto, it gives me, it's like central heat in the house. If you, if you live in a house, and probably a lot of you do, you just turn, or probably many of you have lived in a house, if you are listening to me, listening to me, uh, and, and you live in a van or an RV or whatever, uh, then at some point you probably live in a house and you know that in a house you have a thermostat You just turn the heat on whatever you like and 68 70 75 80 90 whatever temperature you like you turn your term thermostat and You have heat all night all day and it stays at that temperature at least as long as you have gas or propane uh, When I had my house I had propane and if the propane ran out then we wouldn't have heat, but I never let that happen. But anyway, um, so I have a Wabasto that is basically the same thing. I, it connects to the fuel of my van, runs off of gas, and I just turn the dial and I set it and forget it. Whatever temperature I, I set it for, that's what it stays at, give or take a few degrees all night, all day, as long as I'm in here. So I don't have a problem with staying up here and work through the winter because I have heat but the heat is not going to be always on and to have heat I need to have power and I can't have power unless I have sun to charge up my batteries I have a solar panel and the sun char go hits the solar panel the panel converts the the sun's rays the energy into usable energy puts it into my battery and then from my battery I can use I can I have lights refrigerator I have a TV I have my my heating system the Webasto so I have different things to um, uh, I have I have different things that run off, off of that energy but in the winter it gets cold and 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 it's it rains a lot and it snows and there's a lot of cloudy days and if I don't have sunny days, I can't really charge my batteries. And um, and it doesn't matter how much power I have. I recently doubled the amount of power that I have, but it doesn't matter how much power I have if I don't have sun. I do have another way to charge my batteries while my van is on, but usually where I work, I'm working relatively close to where I stay. And it's really impossible for me to, um, to drive that much during the week and still have the batteries charging or the, or the batteries charged up. So it's not really feasible to rely only on this, this device to charge my batteries or to rely on the sun. So what I do, I take off the winter and, um, and I just go down to Florida. The first year I took off, I went to, I went to all the way to California. I went all the way across the country 
and um, I've even changed my residence to South Dakota and um, and then the last two winters I've been going to Florida I was very fortunate to meet uh, a wonderful lady her name is Lydia she also has um, a YouTube channel it's called Simple Yarving uh, you should check it out if you haven't already and I was fortunate to meet her and for the last two summers I've been going down to Florida but this this thing of living in a van and living in an RV or living in a, any kind of vehicle it's something that it it's spreading and more and more people are doing it and people are doing it for different reasons if you stumbled up across my podcast and you don't know why the heck people are living in their vehicles uh, then let me tell you that people are doing it for many different reasons some people are doing it because they just enjoy the adventure of traveling across the country and and being dependent of 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 having to stay in a in a hotel or a motel every time they want to go to sleep so people are doing it for that reason people are so are doing it because they they re, they want to retire early or they came to the retirement age and they realized that if they had to uh, pay a mortgage or pay rent they wouldn't be able to go anywhere they would just be stuck at home basically saving their pennies to pay rent or p to pay mortgage so they people decided that you know what i don't need a lot of money i just need enough to survive and if i live in a van or if i live in an rv it's going to be a lot cheaper and it is a lot cheaper and your backyard your front yard could be anywhere you want in a country your your front yard could be the rocky mountains your front yard could be the pacific ocean your front yard could be the uh, the deserts of Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, your front yard could be beautiful plains or a river or mountains or forest. Your front yard could be could be anywhere you want, really. It's it's up up, up to you and your imagination of where you want to go and also up to the weather of course because you got winters you got summers so you want to preferably be somewhere where it's cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter and um so you have those people that want to do it because they they can save money i also have you also have people who are living in vans or vehicles because they don't have a lot of money to begin with they didn't have a lot of money to begin with when they were living in some type of a house and these are people that decided you know if i stay in this house i i'll i'll never have anything but if i move into a van or if i just use my car and and i and i either you know these are people that either work or these are people that don't work anymore. So the, the people that work are now able to save a little bit of money 
if they were if they were in a job that didn't pay much to begin with now they can save a little bit of money and and eventually little by little they'll be able to get ahead and then these are people that decide that they either want to continue living in a van or a car or they want to get something else they want to get a, an apartment or a house or whatever but at least they 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 were able to save money they were able to get ahead by not having to pay rent or a mortgage or utilities or any of that stuff and then you have people that don't really have a job that people who are either retired or people who are young or even at working age but don't have a job and they are living also in their vehicles now I can't speak for those people that don't have a job. Uh, I know that there's plenty of work around if you want to do something. And I, I work. I have responsibilities. I have payments to make. I have responsibilities that require money. And I can't be dependent on other people to, to give me that money. I can't be waiting around with my hands stretched out waiting for money to fall on my hand. I actually have to get up early every morning, usually get up around 4.30, and I have to go to work. And I go to work for 8, 10, 12, whatever amount of time that I'm required by the company that I work for. And that's, that's how I make my money. I know some people are very young and they're, they're living in their vehicles, they're traveling around. Um, Look, who am I to judge? These are people that maybe can't really hold a job for one reason or, or another, or maybe uh, these could even be people that live a mobile lifestyle. So they they do their, their job remotely from their vehicle, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now they're saving a ton of money by not having um, a house or uh, paying rent. But some people do live in vehicles, but they don't, they're young enough to work, but they don't want to work. And they, they basically just want handouts. And, um, and that could be a dangerous thing because you, you, you get, um, you, you get to rely on handouts. And if those handouts stop, uh, you don't have a skill to fall back upon and, and now you're stuck without without handouts, without money, without skill, and without the will to better yourself. But the fact is that the majority of the people that live in vans, RVs, of any kind, vehicles, are either people who who have a job like me, who just want to be able to save money and want to be able to travel around the country when they're not working. They want the ability to be free of a mortgage or free of rent, utilities, you name it. Uh, these are free, these are people that also retire and they want the freedom to go wherever they want without having a house to, um, to worry about. So there, there are many, many different people as, as far as there's, there, as far as there, uh, there being different people in all kinds of societies, right? 
there's different people that live in homes. There's different people that live in vehicles. You have all kinds. And some people, the majority of the people are nice people. Some people are, may not be so nice. But same thing that, that um, um, happens with, with people that live in homes. So if you happen to, to, to fall upon this podcast, if you stumbled upon it, and you have no idea that there's people that live in vehicles, so now you know. And the majority of us are good people. We work, we pay taxes, and some of us are also good people who retired, who, who retire from, from, from work. I plan on retiring in a couple of years. And instead of being stuck in one place, they want to have the freedom to move around. And of course, there's always a few bad sheep, but there's that that happens in any any place in society. In society, there's always that bad sheep that comes around and and messes everything up for everybody else. But living in a van, it's it's something that I enjoy tremendously. I want to keep on doing it. I want to keep on doing it for as long as I can. Of course, having a girlfriend it changed. A lot of things for me this this is something that uh, if we stay together for the foreseeable future and I can't I don't know the future but I like her a lot and she likes me and we will stay together for for a long time I don't plan on dating someone just for the short time and um, so I don't know what the future brings with van maybe we'll be sailing she loves boats so maybe we'll be sailing one day i also like boats but i don't know what the future brings nobody knows i don't know and you don't know but more about that next time god bless you and i will see you around next time bye bye